This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Date NFL Podcast. I'm over and I'm your host. It is Thursday, December 16th. We are closing in on Christmas and, of course, the end of the regular season, but we've got some Thursday night football to dive into. It's the Chiefs and the Chargers. An excellent Thursday night football game between two AFC West teams. Huge uh, back-to-back bookend primetime games. we got Cardinals and uh, Rams and then Chiefs and Chargers. Joining me to break it down, Tyler Sullivan. Sully, what's up, buddy? What's going on? Well, yeah, this one's a huge one. We're talking about, you know, potentially balance of power shifting game here. For the Chargers, they get a win, and they have the season sweep, and they're in first place in the AFC West. Mm, that would be pretty big. It uh, and the Chiefs, of course. I mean, this is basically it's not a it's not a title game, but I mean, it's kind of close it, to it. This is as good as you're going to get at this time of the year, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you, it's so the the Chiefs have coming up on their schedule. And by the way, this um, if you're betting on this game. You know, it seems like these two teams are doing okay on COVID stuff. Keenan Allen coming back from the COVID list, going, which is the opposite thing that like 90% of the NFL is doing right now. Um, but, you know, be wary of that uh, throughout the day. On Thursday, Chiefs at Chargers, of course, and then Chiefs at the Steelers, and then their final two games are on the road at the Bengals, at the Broncos. I mean, you you think they probably go 3-0 in those games, but I don't think it's guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination. Um Andy Reid won't be sitting any of his guys in week 18. So, yeah, I mean, this is a this is a, I mean, this is a huge game. This is a, I mean, it's a massive game. Like, not, I only, not only that, Will, it's, you know, obviously you're talking about the division here a little bit, but when you, when you expand a little bit further in the AFC playoff picture, these margins are razor thin. I mean, you're talking, you are, a lot of these teams are going to be playing all the way to week 18 because it could come down to week 18 when we're talking about number one seeding and stuff like that, too. Yep. Uh, the uh, Chiefs, of course, are the number three seed right now. The Chargers are the five seed. And yeah, I mean, you look at the Chargers' schedule, and they have the Chiefs, of course, at home, at the Texans, Broncos at home, and at the Raiders. Again, may you would they'll be favored in all three of those games. Yep. And so it's possible that the Chargers close out four and zero or three and zero, and if they do that and they win against the Chiefs on Thursday night, I mean, again, this game is it's it's not everything, but it's a lot of stuff. I mean, like it, it matters a ton in the bigger landscape of uh, of this matchup. So. Let's take a look at the injury reports as well. As I mentioned, Keenan Allen coming back. Austin Eckler, uh, limited practice on Tuesday, sprained his ankle. Wasn't as bad as the initial uh, injury looked, I don't think. So that's pretty huge for the Chargers. Also, uh, hashtag matters, Derwin James, hamstring injury, limited practice on Tuesday. We record this show on, on Wednesday, of course, in the afternoon. We don't have injury reports. Those, these teams are, the Chargers are West Coast. We won't know about them for sure. But limited practice is good for both of those guys. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's it, right now the number one thing I think that we have to look at is the COVID situation with, with yeah. every team in the NFL. Right now, everything seems to be positive, trending positively with the Chiefs and the Chargers, which you can't really say for for a lot of these teams right now. So again, if you're gonna maybe even if you're looking at betting this week, 
you might want to just really lean into this one because at least you know that you're not going to get, or at least right now, we don't have a huge COVID outbreak between any of these teams right now. You don't know what Sunday is going to look like. You don't know what Saturday is going to look like. You know, obviously the Raiders and the and the Browns are playing on Saturday. That's a that's one where you, you just don't even know if it's going to be played, let alone if, right. uh, who's actually well, going to be on. There. And let's not forget either that on Monday evening, you know, shortly before the game. Uh, Ty, uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey and Tyler Higby yep. were ruled out for the Rams. So yeah. you could have a situation where, you know, any of these, just be on your toes if you're planning to bet this game because, like, and I didn't even hit the, I didn't even get it, didn't even work, but I bet the DeAndre Hopkins over receiving yards at 58 and a half when Jalen Ramsey was ruled out, it jumped up to 66 and a half RIP CL, CLV, right? Like, that, like yeah. I got a great number. It didn't end up mattering uh, with no Jalen Ramsey, but there are some things you could take advantage of. For instance, if, uh, Keenan Allen, or I guess maybe, maybe Mike Williams is a better example because Keenan Allen just came back from the COVID list and, and you know is not likely to go out. But if, let's say Mike Williams is suddenly placed on the COVID list, Jalen Guyton and Josh Palmer would shoot up. You know, you would want to have Jalen Guyton and Josh Palmer props in your pocket uh, before that game kicked off. So uh, looking at the injury report, a lot of guys on there for LA have to wait a little bit closer to the game before we really know about those guys. Uh, Tyron, uh, Tyron Matthew. Was uh, is back at uh, full practice. I think he was just doing rest on Monday when he missed. Uh, Legarius Sneed has a personal issue. Did not practice Monday and Tuesday. Just worth watching. And then Daryl Williams quadricep full practice both days. Nothing he matters. Derek Gore could be an interesting play for DFS. We'll talk about that later. If Daryl Williams were out, uh, Chiefs looking fairly healthy on a pretty good roll right now, and that's why they are three point favorites in Los Angeles, which. I guess isn't that shocking, Sully, because, you know, not really. The last time the Chiefs played the Chargers in L.A. with when fans were allowed in stadiums, it was a sea of red. And I would expect this to be an extremely Chiefs-heavy crowd, hence the uh, Chiefs minus three line. Yeah, exactly. Usually three points is the kind of the, the swing for a home team in this one. And again, maybe the odds makers are looking at this saying, you know what? It's going to be more like a home team for Kansas City anyways. We'll just give them the points here in this one. And obviously that's, you know, on top of them playing extremely well as of late here. I like the Chiefs. I'll, I'll lay the points for sure on this one. I'm not really trying to get in the business of getting in the way of this team right now as good as Justin Herbert's been. And this could be a game too where, you know, he goes off and puts himself Formerly in the MVP discussions, mm. but I still want to, you know, ride here with the Kansas City Chiefs just because of what we've seen over the course of this winning streak. Since week eight, they've just been absolutely dominant. And one of the big things that we've had concerns about them to start the year was just the overall sloppy play, not great on defense. They were turning the ball over, and no greater example of how bad they were at the beginning of the year was that game back in week three against the 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 Los Angeles Chargers. They turned the ball over four times, translated to 20 points. And 20 that, points, that's right. That's going to lose you a game no matter what. And, and yeah. so now, since week eight, basically, you know, right when this winning streak got started for them, they've committed the third fewest turnovers in the NFL, and the defense has been playing much, much better. So kind of the thing that killed them back in week three, it's no longer an issue right now. So to me, I'm sticking with the Chiefs minus three. Yeah, I think I like the Chiefs too. Um, I'm sort of undecided on it. I think it could end up being a really close game, yeah. and 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 it could be a high. Like I can't decide. I think it's either going to go way over or way under too. I and I don't know. It, it's it is. I know this is not a great take for a, a gambling preview of a of a, of a standalone primetime game. I don't have a strong take on this game, but I think I do lean towards the Chiefs. The Chargers petrify me. Justin Herbert, they've unleashed him the last two weeks. He started throwing down the field more, much more dangerous. Getting Keenan Allen back. Playing some incredible football. 
don't would not be surprised if Herbert has a big game. But the Chiefs D and look like Chris Jones. Um, was he on the injury report? He wasn't, was he? I don't think so. I thought he was hurt. Did he say? Didn't they say he was hurt? Am I crazy? Oh, he's on the COVID list. Okay, that's what it is. Oh, okay. that's a big one. Yeah, that okay. Uh, we'll have to double check if if um. I don't again. think that he's he's vaccinated so he can come back. Right, two tests separated by 24 hours. We'll have to double check that. And that was, let's see. Josh Gordon also on the COVID list. I mm-hmm. think, oh man, no Chris Jones might make me like the Chargers a little bit. That's a little bit of a swing. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge that's a huge situation for them. It, look, it's it's The Lions probably not going to move a whole lot between, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Wednesday. It, the Lions going to be three and it's going to be 52. So I think what I would probably... You know, a lot of times these second time these division teams match up, you see the game go under, you know, you get, I think I'll probably take, I'm going to say I'm going to take the three points of the Chargers. I, I do think the Chiefs will find a way to win, but I like the three points with the Chargers just to keep it close. There's backdoor potential. Um, it, it, and I wouldn't hate the idea of live betting this game either. Like if you can get a Chargers out early to lead, you know, take, take the, take the Chargers on the plus money line, um, you know, Chargers get out to a lead. You can take the Chiefs plus money line and sort of give yourself a window to get both. And I'm just reading a story here, and it's just a little antidote uh, that Coach Andy Reid suggested that Jones could still play on Thursday night. So I guess that's an indication of that he's vaccinated. All, all yeah. it takes is two negative tests within separated right. with 24 hours. Yeah, so. And again, we know we record this on Wednesday, so we won't know that he'll have to pass the test on Thursday in order to yeah. get activated. He's a huge deal for their defense on the interior. For sure, you know, I, and that that concerns me a little bit. I'll I'll lean Chargers, and I don't I, I honestly don't know. It's just a good number on the total. I don't know that I. I mean, I think inherently I would probably lean over. But it feels like one of those where you you bet the over and then there's just, you know, three points in the first quarter and all of a sudden it's dead. Well, it's natural. I mean, you're gonna look at the you're gonna look at this game, you're gonna look at that number and you go, okay, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Justin Herbert, this yep. game's going over. But you if you look back a little bit further and you look at these defenses, again, Chris Jones is a huge one for Kansas City, but overall, they have been playing very good as of late. I, th- I believe they've given up the second fewest points since this winning streak has started for them. So again, they've been Pretty lights out defensively, Kansas City has. And you have a, a Chargers team that is number nine in the NFL at DVOA against the pass. They're terrible against the run, but they're very good against the pass. So if you're looking at it from that standpoint, you say, okay, if, even if they turn this into a ground game, Kansas City doesn't. says, you know what? You're terrible against the run. We're going to run all over you. That on its own trends towards the under here. So there, there's a path where this goes under for sure. Uh, yeah, I, and I think that is the path where the Chiefs are. They say, all right, look. Because Andy Reid's not – he's not going to force Patrick Mahomes to just wing the ball around 100 times just because he, Patrick Mahomes is playing better or he's trying to get the stats up. I mean, he's he, you know he's he's willing to adjust his game plan to whatever it is that the opponent – you know, to attack an opponent's weakness. And, uh, you know, in fact, I might even have a prop uh, related to that, which we will get to after this break. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. 
It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats. In case it wasn't clear, Sally likes the Chiefs. I lean Chargers. I think I lean Chargers and under. I think I'm leaning Chiefs and under. Okay. Yeah. And and one of the main reasons why, and you've seen this number climb pretty substantially over the uh, the last few uh, twelve hours or so. I should probably tweeted it out on on Tuesday night when I when I bet it personally. But the uh, when we look at player props over at Caesars, the current number for rushing yards for oh my god, this thing is shot up. Clyde Edwards-Helaire, I got it at 50 and a half, over 50 and a half on Tuesday night. It has jumped up to 56 and a half at Caesars, still juice to the over at minus 130. I mean, this morning I had it at 52 and a half. Yeah, it was 52 and a half this morning. Let's see, uh, yeah, and it's um, looking at, uh, let's see. Um, so I bet, I'm just making sure it's moving at the same pace. Yeah, I got 55 and a half on my local here, and it was, uh, I bet, where's this bet? too many bets to scroll through um <laughs> just digging through here i got a i bet over at uh yeah 50 and a half on tuesday night yep so about 10 o'clock so it is jumped up and i would expect that it continues to go up yeah i mean Clyde has ran well since he came back from injury the chargers are terrible against the run again we think the chiefs will attack the chargers via the run you want to pound the football on them you want to control some clock you want to have these big, long drives, and then you want to force Justin Herbert to have to throw the ball a bunch and to sort of press if he feels like he's limited in time. And that's the formula for beating good young quarterbacks is to, I mean, we see it with Mahomes, we see it with Josh Allen, all these guys. So I love the Clyde edwards layer over rushing yards. I mean, 56 uh, and a half is still as high, obviously. I mean, I'm still, I would still take it. Um and and but I think uh, oh and you're with me there yeah, yeah there I'm right go. there with it and again just to hammer at home the Chargers dead last 32nd in the NFL against the run in DVOA over the last three weeks they're allowing an average of 126 yards per game on the ground it's just a money matchup for Clyde Edwards-Helaire who's already shown success this season against this team he ran for 100 yards against them back in week three he's healthy now I do think that they're going to double down I think that people might be you know a little bit scared away from this number because if you look at last week he split split snaps with uh daryl williams uh gore ran for a bunch of yards but that was in a blowout yeah. with a lot of those carries coming in the second half if that game was close you would have seen ceh have a ton more touches they were just keeping him fresh here which again honestly for me that actually makes me feel much better now because he doesn't have that wear and tear you know on a short week coming from a sunday to a thursday as he typically would they kind of preserved him in the second half or particularly in the fourth quarter oh 100 he wasn't even on the field right but he was actually surprising because Mahomes was still out there but uh edwards alaire was not he was he was on the sideline as Derek gore was getting all the carries and ripping off long runs yeah i mean you saw it it's 12 12 carries against dallas in a 19 to 9 win 14 carries against denver in a uh in a in a in a 22 to 9 win and then down to 10 carries in just 37 yards he did score twice however um and caught three passes which we'll get to in a second but you know, you get up to if it gets up to sixty, you're starting to get a little a little you get thin nervous. there. 
then you get nervous because again, you're really banked on you know just this whole thing to come to roost. That's a low number for a for a guy who's going to be that feature back, the starter for a t- for the Chiefs, and he's going up against a, you know a, a Chargers defense that's terrible against the run. But you you don't want to tempt it too much. Again, we're looking at that as a value play because we're just eyeballing it that it's too low. Everybody else is too. That's why it's shooting up. But if that gets Correct. a little too high, maybe it's a stay away. Yeah, I mean, at some point, I need to figure out what I thought the number should be, or what the number I thought would be that I would be willing to, or like the stop, my stop number for it. Cause I mean, I think when you look at the chargers, I mean, certainly they, I mean, obviously they're, they're the worst, worst run defense in, in football. I mean, they gave up um, 135 yards, 96 to the Bengals, 147 to the Broncos. And that Bengals game was a, a you know, a, a, a Bengals are trailing that whole time. It's just like hard to even look at these because the last two weeks, you know, they blown out their opponents. Right. The Broncos ran all over them. Was that the, the Javante Williams game? It was, wasn't it? Javante Williams ran, uh, what did he run for? Oh, no, they had both their backs in that one. Both Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon had over 50 rushing yards uh, in that game. So, and look, Darrell Williams doesn't run as much as, like, they use him more in the passing role, right? especially early in games. There is no reason why Clyde Edwards-Alaire shouldn't see 15 to 20 rush attempts and get over, let's say, I mean, let's just say he averages, what was the average on the season? He averages 4.5 on the season. So if we get to, I mean, I think 60 is fine. Yeah. Okay. I was 56.5. I'm still fine with, I think he gets to 75 rushing yards in this game. Okay. okay. Maybe, maybe 70. But. I think the only thing that's concerning or that would concern you is if all of a sudden Herbert comes out guns blazing, gets up. And then you're seeing a lot more Daryl Williams, and and that's the way that that thing goes under. But if yep. Kansas City gets a lead here, they'll control clock, they'll control pace with Ceh for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's going to see five or six early carries where he's just you know even if they even if they give him a touchdown on the first drive to the Chargers, he's still going to see some early. They're not going to, but you know, if it gets to twenty one nothing or fourteen you know fourteen seventeen nothing something like that, maybe they sort of panic a bit and start throwing Mahomes uh, as well. You've also got the or you got under Mahomes passing yards. Look look at you. I know. I'm Feeling taking myself the, on this one. Taking the 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 highest upside passer in the NFL, <laughs> former MVP, five thousand uh, passing yards, fifty touchdowns in the season. Taking his under passing yards, I only, like only me, only me. Well, it, it does core. We're like right? really shaming ourselves into unders. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it is. It's like, all right, I guess I got to throw one in here. Yeah. Fine. But I do think it correlates where it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think that they're going to lean on him in the running game, which, again, just naturally takes away passing opportunities for Patrick Mahomes. And if you look, again, you know, obviously can do this in, a, in the blink of an eye, can get over this number, no problem whatsoever. But he's only hit it once during this winning streak. It was a huge game against, I believe, the Raiders a few weeks ago, not last week, but a few weeks ago when they played the Raiders in Las Vegas. He went over for like 400 yards. But outside of that, hasn't really been asked to throw the ball out of the football field over the course of this winning streak. And on the season, he's averaging 280. Over this streak specifically, it's 258 per game. So to me, you know, I just think that they're finding different ways to win these games other than just saying, hey, Patrick Mahomes, go out there and try to win us this football game. They're able to kind of figure out on defense through the running game. They've been able to not ask too much of him. In Los Angeles, they're allowing 207 yards uh, per game this season. That's even lower over the last three weeks here. That secondary is pretty decent. They have a bad run defense. Andy Reid's a smart head coach. He's not going to put too much pressure on his quarterback when he doesn't have to. Uh, yeah, I'm in full agreement. You know, again, the you know the 289. The only, I mean, I guess the only tricky part is just 
if it turns into a shootout. Well, then then you're out. Then you're out. But again, and, if, if you if you see how the if the game is going how I think it's going to go and how I'm going to be betting it, yeah. well, then I naturally I'm going under. Right, 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 for sure. If if you're playing the under, if you think Clyde Rosalaire has a big game, it stands to reason that Mahomes will not have a huge uh, volume passing game. And you know we've seen it. He can have, you know, as you point out, the last few weeks, you know, twenty to twenty four against the Raiders, two hundred fifty eight yards. That was a massive blowout. So hard to hard to really take too much from that. He didn't even. The other thing is he's not completing a ton of his passes. You know, he's completing just sixty three percent of his passes over the six game win streak, which is shockingly low for. Yeah, if you told me that the that the that the Chiefs won six straight games, I would assume that Patrick Mahomes is doing more than sixty three percent of his passes, nine touchdowns, three picks over the course of those six games. Yeah, and, and the other one there too, I think is passing touchdowns. It's two and a half, and and the money's just just not really the value is just not really there for for anything. I mean, you, you, I think he's had two touchdowns over the last three weeks. It's just it's not there for anything, you know, to try to jump on that at all. If you, you if you're going to take value. that. You, you, if you take that, you take the over at plus one forty. I think anyway. Right, exactly. And just, and you just hope and you hope for a bananas night. And just well, you can also have the the little one yard, uh, you know, flick passes to Tyree yeah. Kill that, that count yeah. as touchdowns as well. Yeah, I I, I would agree with you uh, completely on that one. The that number hasn't moved a ton. Uh, oh, Mahomes is actually whoa, it's down to two eighty seven and a half. Jeez, okay. Just to the just to the over now one minus one twenty five. But I mean, it's hard. We record the podcast again on Wednesday afternoon. So when you wake up on Thursday morning and listen to it. You know the numbers could have have shifted, and it's, it's tough to. But we're you know we go with the numbers that we that we have uh, as we're recording the show. I kind of like Justin Herbert under pass completions, but it's down to twenty five and a half now. Um, he he's just there. The the last two weeks, I guess he's got he twenty three last week in the Giants win twenty six against the Bengals. God, he's going over that every, like each of the last all but one of the last four weeks. That might be a little too low for me. Just, again, there's a chance that this turns into a shootout. But I'll say this, though. I mean, you know, we just looked at both quarterbacks. Two of their props, both of their props that we highlighted are starting to fade under now. So yep. maybe that's an overall consensus of how everybody's viewing it. Does this game go down? That's that's a, that's a great point, is the way that these props are. And it doesn't always tell the story. Nobody can definitely uh, predict uh, what's going to happen. But if you see the rush yards moving up, and you see the passing numbers moving down, it means that the there's a consensus either with sports books or with um, betters who who are important to how the books adjust that this game is going to be a little more low scoring than one might anticipate. Um, we I'm taking the over on Clyde Edwards-Alaire receptions at two and a half. It's plus one thirty. That's kind of the the reason why I'm doing it. That's you know it's like the opposite. Like I didn't want to take a really juicy under, so I figured like instead I'll take the I'll take an over. That's uh, you know, that give me plus money. That's kind of like taking it under, right? I yeah, mean, sure. It's the same thing. Same concept, right? The same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very sharp betters. Um, Edward Delaire has, I believe, I will just switch up his page one sec. Um, he's got uh, uh, eight targets in the last three weeks. All of them uh, caught for passes. Last week, all three three total passes for five yards, which is very bizarre. Uh, but they're using him more in the passing game. He's a good receiver. Daryl Williams is still going to be the primary receiving back, but I think they will design some plays for Edwards Alaire, and we should get three targets in this game. I anticipate he'll catch them, some screens, some swing passes, you know, short yardage stuff so you don't have to threaten that defense in the secondary, and you can put some pressure on those linebackers. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he, if he saw some early action in that passing game. 
Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Especially again, you know, you do have to mix it up a little bit. I know we talk, you know, I talk about it a lot with the Patriots, where it's, you know, if you have James White out there, okay, it's an obvious passing situation. In, in years, it was Legarrette Blunt. Okay, you're obviously running. You know, you do have to have some versatility there when you have some mystery. So a guy like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he is perfectly capable of catching passes. You do want to create some sort of second guessing for an opposing defense, especially when they're when their run defense is so poor. I mean, you can start to really kind of screw around with them a little bit there too. So I, I like that a lot. For me, I think the the one that I like the most out of this group here for my picks is the Justin Herbert over rushing yards, 16 and a half at minus 120. To me, I think that he's going to be moving around a decent amount. They've been using him, or he's been using his legs a little bit more over the last few weeks here. Over the last five games, he's averaging 34.6 rushing yards per game, well over this number. I think there's only one game over that stretch where he hasn't gone over this number. He's been a healthy healthy kind of you know, runner here for them, and I, I just think that that one, again, maybe Chris Jones being out, that might change things a little bit because he might not be flushed out of the pocket as much. But still, I, I like his rushing totals there. He, he's very capable with his legs. Yep, uh, for sure. And then we both have Travis Kelsey props as well. The over, I took the over on his receptions. You took the over on his receiving yards. Both, I think, are fine. He uh, popped up in... Josh Hirschmeyer, friend of the podcast, Josh Hirschmeyer's uh, air yards model over to establish the run as the Tyree kill, which is kind of interesting. Um, basically, the idea is that in you know in this in this model, you can it, it says who's getting opportunity, but it's been unrealized and probably has a chance to explode in in the near future. If both of the Chiefs guys are on there, and, and Kelsey pops in a big way, so it's entirely possible that. Um, he ends up having a a large game. Yeah, and, I think I think this is a great bounce back for Kelsey. It's yeah. one of those situations where he just hasn't been, and I think you're I think we're getting him at good value here too. I think you're oh, kind yeah. of buying low on him because you just look at his past few games here. It's I think it's back to back games with three catches for twenty seven yards. It's Identical, just, terrible, and he had a terrible game against Denver where he caught thirty seven point five percent of his passes. Uh, he got eight targets, three catches. Yeah, his catch rates down. He, the last three weeks, he's just been meh. And he is due for an explosion, especially with like the fantasy playoffs starting and everybody's like, oh, Kelsey kind of sucks now. I don't have to worry about him. And then boom. Exactly. You know, that's if I was in the fantasy playoffs, if I was ever so lucky enough to not lose, oh. lose out and, and ruin my fantasy league, then then maybe I'd be worried about it. But no, my, my fantasy team didn't do too well. But I for, for I Kelsey, made it, I made it in three leagues if, if people care. I just missed out on the work one. Uh, I don't know if you're we're in the it's a different one than that you're in, but oh, yeah, um, yeah. just missed out. was It wasn't yeah. great for me. I had a lot of guys. I had Robert Woods, Calvin Ridley all go out. Uh, it wasn't wasn't great for me. Yeah, I missed it by a half a game in my by a long time home league. I had Ridley and Edward yep. uh, Delay. You know, just I mean, Edward Delay is good, but just yeah, just, just one a, of those. Yeah, just one was, of those was, years. Wasn't wasn't promising. But it wasn't quickly. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Quickly with Kelsey, I was just going to say, just to go back to it, this is a good spot for him, too. The, the, you know, As much as we're saying the Chargers are a great secondary, they're good against the pass, they haven't been particularly great against tight ends. They're allowing 11.6 yards per reception uh, for the season against tight ends. So, again, that's a great spot for somebody who gets the volume that Travis Kelsey does, who's as talented as Travis Kelsey is. I think that that's a great spot for him. Uh, yep, and the uh, that receiving yard total has bumped up one yard to 65 and a half and the reception still that juicy 150 i mean you don't want to pay that but i think yeah. he can easily like he's going to get eight to ten targets in this game yeah. uh especially if well and we'll see what they do against tyree kill but it would stand to reason that they're going to use derwin to sort of float and maybe they use derwin to take out kelsey we'll see i mean if that's the case then that's a little concerning 
for Kelsey's number. Certainly, he's. I mean, he's. He'll, they'll probably move Derwin around, but I would. We'll probably get plenty of Derwin on Kelsey. That's maybe that's the only reason I like the receptions better than the yards. Is you might get you can get six catches for fifty yards and and, and be fine with it. And not that these games correlate a, a, a ton, but earlier this season when they played each other, I believe Kelsey led all Chiefs receivers in that game with like one hundred and thirteen yards or something along those I mean, lines. I think these I think these games correlate. <laughs> I think well, I mean they do, but like yeah. there's also adjustments and stuff. Like yeah. you know, it's not you can't just say okay because this happened in week three, it's obviously going to happen in week fifteen. But yeah. if there's a good matchup that they can exploit, they're going to do it. Yep. Uh, oh, by the way. Last time these teams played, uh, Clyde Edwards are 17 carries, 100 yards. Yep. And the Chiefs lost, but bear that in mind, right? And uh, Travis Kelsey, seven catches on 11 targets, 104 yards. Yep. So even though the Chiefs, even though what they did was ended in a losing effort, as you pointed out, Sully, four turnovers led to 20 points. The Chiefs have to feel like if they don't make those mistakes, that their game plan would have been solid enough that they win the game in Kansas City. And yeah, I'm sort of coming around on the Chiefs now. Um, and <laughs> that they, you know, and that they can use Kelsey and uh, Edwards Alaire to attack. So I'm, 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 I like the idea that we have those two guys as sort of our prop focus as well. Uh, four rushes, 16 yards for Justin Herbert against the Chiefs. He can, with his legs, he can get over that like that. Wouldn't be difficult at all. All right. First touchdown score. Well, 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 Caesars. The, you know, the old emperor, emperor's uh, delight here. He gave us some actually decent numbers on the uh, the first touchdown score. When we look at these, I think Daryl Williams is live for first touchdown at twenty two to one. You know, it has to be a pass, of course. I can't believe Jalen Guyton's sixteen to one. What a what a joke. Uh, Josh Palmer at thirty to one. I'm intrigued with. Yep. And then you and I both have uh, Herbert and Mahomes. So that's one sort of lower end guy from each team. And then the two quarterbacks, and you also have Mike Williams at ten to one, which I think is a very nice choice as well. Yeah, Mike, it's already down to uh, plus nine fifty now, so that's kind of moving a little bit. But again, he's just somebody who, again, we're, we're looking at Justin Herbert. They're opening up the offense, particularly the deep ball. He's the best guy that they have for that, especially in the red zone there too. He's just a big body guy. He can make the play, whether it's an eighty yard touchdown or something that's a little bit closer in the red zone. There, he's somebody that that Herbert's going to look to. So that's someone. Who again, you know, decent value there. We like to look anywhere around ten to one. That's kind of that that meat that we like. I, I want double digits, preferably. Right. And, and so, by the way, know. I just for worth noting here, I've got fifteen to one for Daryl Williams on my local site, and twelve to one for Mike Williams. That's a Mike Williams twelve to one is is it? I just bet it, like literally just bet yeah. it. That's yeah, a that, that's that's a great. That's a, again no brainer on that one for sure. Yeah. And then the quarterbacks again, like we always say. If they have any sort of rushing equity, you, you land on it. And with the value that both of those guys have, it's unbelievable, I think. So that those are immediate smash. Uh, given how people. well Herbert and Mahomes run, I am shocked that they are both over 20 to 1. Yeah. And I would I would guess that we see both guys end up going off at like 16 to 1. I mean, you yeah. see these numbers over the course. I'm, that's I'm, I don't mind betting them now as we're doing this podcast over the course of tomorrow or today, excuse me, over the course of Thursday, these numbers shrink down as news and information comes out and people start peppering these, you know, the quarterbacks uh, with the rushing equity. Those, those guys will come down at like 16 to one would be my guess. Um, I kind of love Donald Josh Par, Parham at 35 to one. is not terrible either. I kind of love Josh Palmer at 30 to one. Yeah. I like Josh Palmer. The, you know, the problem is Palmer is likely to see less action with Keenan sure. Allen back. Yeah. Um, but, in, uh, but he, he, did he score a touchdown? He didn't score a touchdown last week, 
Jalen Guyton did on that insane 65 yard bomb from Herbert, but Palmer got an end zone target for sure. It was definitely uh, someone that they were looking at down near uh, the goal line. So I, I agree with you. I think Palmer makes a lot of sense. I'm going to now. So I got Palmer, Mike will I'll take, uh, I want more, I want better value for Daryl 15 to one's a joke. What's up? Although he gets a ton of carries near the red zone too. Yeah, I was actually, I was looking at Gore too, but 35 to one, even for somebody like that, it would need a CEH. I need like 60 to one or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to get a little, I don't think Daryl Williams would come down too much more from 15 to one. Uh, but yeah, I think those, I like the guys that we have. And, well, Daryl uh, Williams, Williams and Caesars is uh 22 to 22. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I'm looking at um, on my, on my shop, but like, yeah. like I like, I like the picks we have and I would add, I would add Mike Williams to my, my list as well. Yeah. Uh, at, because I've just bet it at 12 to one. So if you see me celebrating on Thursday, that's why. Um, okay. That's it for the gambling portion of the podcast. We are going to now take a look at some DFS action. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you want to get in on that DF, that sweet, sweet DFS cash, head on over, check it out on YouTube. We will have a separate video for it. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Talk to you guys later. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.